everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pal Pod. Today I had the privilege of interviewing Kelly Long from uh, Long Brothers Lumber out in Oregon. We had a pleasant conversation um, talking all things about her business. Um, I want to take this time to wish everybody a happy um, and Merry Christmas and the Christmas season and the holiday season. Uh, wish all the best to you and your families and your your friends, your co-workers, your teams. Uh, it's been a interesting year, 2020. I, I myself personally am looking forward to 2021, but it uh, it's a time for, for myself to sit back and, and think about um, how the year went and what I have to look forward to in 2021. So what you have to look forward to right now is a, is a great interview with Kelly, hearing about her business, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hi, everybody. I'm here today with Kelly Long from Long Brothers Hardware, or is it Long Brothers Lumber? Long Brothers, Long Brothers Building Supply. Building Supply. I was wrong both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where are you located, Kelly? We are in Woodburn, Oregon. We run the I-5 corridor on the west side of the state, um, kind of between Portland and Salem. And how many stores do you have? Just one. Just one. Yep. And it's it's a lumber yard and a store? Yep, yep. So we, um, we don't fit the typical ACE um, profile. We are actually an unbranded ACE store, but we utilize ACE for a lot of our purchasing. We um, have a full uh, lumber yard, hardware store, and then we also run a fairly big pole barn department where I just have one guy that all he does all day is figure out um, barns and we sell big pole barn packages. Do you install the packages yourself or you have builders that do that for you? We have builders that do that for us. So we have we have a couple guys, they don't work for us, but they're uh, their own contractor, you know, they have their own businesses and so, um, a lot of them bring us recommendations or bring us customers, and then um, if somebody needs someone to build them something, we will give them names of a couple of our builders to go out and do that. We work pretty close with two or three guys. So yeah. how big is a physical store? My inside of my store is 10,000 square feet, and then I have two other big pieces of property uh, next to our main office. Um, attached to our main office uh, are two big warehouses, and then I've got two more warehouses across the street on some property. So I don't know how many acres in per se that we have, but pretty big. And how many employees do you have roughly? Um, I range from 15 to 18. So I just had uh, one kid go back to school, one's part-time college, um, but all the rest of my guys right now that I have are full-time. Awesome. And you, do you differentiate lumberyard versus hardware store, or do they intermingle? Everybody intermingles, yeah. How did you get into the business? Um, born and raised here. I've been here since I was a baby. Um, probably don't know any different is the reality of it. Um, I literally was coming down here when I was an infant, uh, hanging out with my mom, um, my mom and dad, my my mom went for a little bit and worked for my uncle. He was a dentist and then 
when I got into high school, she came back here. So um, we actually, Mark and I, my cousin, were fourth generation, and we started um, about 20 miles south of where we're at now in a little town called Kaiser. It's not so little anymore. And my great-grandfather started down there, and he was recycling um, camp material or, like, camp barracks and stuff. And so he started a business down there, and then at some point, my grandfather and his brother decided they wanted to do something different. So the brother went off and did his thing, and my grandpa came here to Woodburn. Um, they leased out the property in Salem for 20 years to a family and then um, started the business here in Woodburn. How many family members um, of yours are involved with the business? We're down to two. We're down to two. We used to have five. So we had my mom, my dad, myself, and then my uncle, Jim, and then Mark, my cousin. My dad retired probably four, almost five years ago, maybe. Mom retired almost three years ago. And Uncle Jim, when COVID started, he says, I'm not going to come into the office just in case because we didn't really know what was going on. And then kind of never came back to work. It was his plan to retire, but he just kind of went through COVID for a couple months. And then he's like, I'm not coming back. So he, he kind of slipped out there pretty easy. Um, so now it's just my cousin and I running the daily operations. Now, Uncle Jim told you he wasn't coming back at some point, right? You're still not paying him. Oh, no, no. I texted him one night when I was doing <laughs> payroll and said, okay, this is your last check. And he's like, oh. And I'm like, well, you haven't been to work in like months. So uh, um, so who's in charge, Mark or yourself? Both. Um, Mark runs the daily operations downstairs as far as um, he's my sales manager. Um, he manages a crew down on the floor. Um, I take care of – a year ago, we had a switch in our freight department. So – I've taken care of uh, most of the receiving now with commodities and things outside, lumber purchases, plywood purchases. He buys it, and I receive it. Um, so I do a little bit of that. I do some HR. Um, the marketing, uh, we pass it over to our office manager. So she's taken care of that now. So it just kind of depends on what portion of the business you're looking at. Um, the nice thing about Mark and my relationship is we – um, probably communicate better than our parents ever did. And so kind of each know our role. And when we have questions, we, you know, work with each other on it and go talk with each other. Okay, what should we do? You know, where are we going with this? But we're pretty active on the daily talking to each other to make sure we're all on the same page and go in the same direction. Do you feel like you and Mark are cousins? Or do you feel like you're closer, like a sibling relationship with the business? Oh, he's my little brother. <laughs> it's always kind of been more more brother sister than cousin, I would say. Um, he has an older sister. She's a teacher, and the three of us—it's always kind of just been the three of us. Um, and we live right next door to each other, and we, we've always kind of been around each other. So um, it's probably more of a sibling relationship than a cousin relationship, I would say. So you never called the cops on your neighbors. Oh, no, heavens no. No, no, no. No, no. Nope. We got good neighbors. What uh, What do you like or what do you love about about your role in your, your business? What do I like? Um, actually, right now, because a year ago we had a change in our freight um, logistics and what we were doing, I am truly loving um, the inventory side of things. We switched to Eagle um, 
almost three years ago. That was the best move we ever made. And uh, so I've been doing a lot of cleanup on the inventory side of things and receiving and watching profit margins. And it, it's kind of right up my alley. It's numbers and, and figuring stuff out. So it's been, it's been really fun actually to have that change in uh, employees downstairs that kind of required me to take on this position. Give me a little more something to do too. Um, you know, it's just the HR and marketing that you're doing. Some days you kind of run out of things to do. Not that there isn't something to do, but, and I love going down and rearranging shelves on the floor. That to me is entertaining too. Resets and, you know, making things pretty. How was your switch to Eagle? I mean, was it, was it flawless or was it, uh, was it hard, hard or, or tell me a little bit about that. So we, um, so a little backstory. We started when we first went to computers and point of sale. We used a, a company that's about two hours south of us, and it's an old DOS-based program, and it worked really, really well for many years. And then we decided we needed to make a change because we wanted to integrate some more, you know, point of sale and some more features. So at the time, we got a quote from two different companies, and one was one was Eagle, and one was uh, another vendor. And we opted for the cheaper, the other vendor, and that was probably the worst decision we've ever made as a family together, and we will all admit it, and we will all say that it was. Um, And so we spent four or five years with that program until they basically called one day and said, we're kicking you off of it because we're not going to support it anymore. Go find something else. So we had Eagle come in and quote us, and... um, I know a lot of people struggle with the program, and I, I, I hear a lot of people struggle with it, but um, we're absolutely in love with it because there's tech support and because there's training. Um, our old IT, you'd call them and ask them a question, and they would say, well, we don't know the answer to that, and they just leave us hanging. So um, there's a lot less tears and a lot less frustration by far with Eagle. So our transition was lovely. Um they provided us a detailed calendar. We had all the training. We had, you know, I'm still working on a loyalty program with them right now, and the gal that's helping us is just phenomenal. So we had a really good transition into Eagle. Um, one of the guys that was on our, our on-site guy about a year ago, I look up at the door, and he's standing there, and I was like, what are you doing here? And he goes, oh, I was going to a different company, but you guys are so nice. I just want to stop in and say hi. And he stayed for like four hours and helped me figure out things that – you know, we had questions too that we hadn't had answered yet. So our we've had a lot of luck with them. We really have enjoyed them. You know, once in a while there's a glitch or something, but not in comparison to what we had before. So we're very thankful for having Eagle because it's millions and millions of steps above what I had prior to that. What is something you hate about um, your job or something you want to change about it? Something I want to change about my job. Um, in complete honesty, today I would tell you I don't know that there's anything I want to change about it. Um, we've had a really strange year in our country um, between, you know, politics and Corona, COVID, and everything, and life. We've kind of settled into a new norm and. Um, I I I don't know that I could tell you right now something that I that I truly disliked. I mean, besides the fact we have to come to work, but everything right now for us is just going so beautifully that 
I don't know if I could tell you something that's that I want to change. How have you adjusted your policies and procedures for COVID? Um, so I would tell you that when it first when it first started, you know, we went through and did the plexiglass and we, you know, put stanchions out. We've got tape on our floors to tell people where to stand. Um, our staff from day one, their staff is our family, so any, you know, PPE that they want, you tell me what you want, I'll get it for you kind of thing. Um, I kind of feel like in the beginning we were kind of weirded out by it, and now everything seems so so much as a norm. We clean four times a day instead of once. We always have cleaned, you know, first thing in the morning. The boys would go through and spray down the counters and get everything nice and clean. So that was just, you know, adding additional time slots to that. Um, some of the rules and regulations that got put into place in our state early on, you know, in in different blogs and things, I'd be like, I don't feel like this is much of a change, what the governor just handed down. And somebody said, maybe it's because you guys have already been practicing it, so it doesn't seem like a change, which I think part of that is true. You know, we've always had specific cleaning habits and uh, things like that, so it wasn't a huge change. Um, but every day it seems like for a while something was changing. So you just kind of have to go with the flow and and see what's going on and what the recommendations are. And I don't know, I don't feel like it's changing every day now, but it's still changing. Has your business uh, been affected by COVID? In a, in a, in a very positive way, uh, not in a negative way. The, the, it was crazy this year. It is the craziest I've ever seen it. Um, just because people were out and about, they were supposed to be staying home, and we were an essential business. And they were out putting in new decks and new fences. And um, I've never seen the flow of traffic through our store the way we had it in kind of April, May, June. Um, by July, we were kind of used to it, and now it took until maybe about the last 30 days for it to finally, for us, fall and winter are the quiet times. And so it, it took a couple, you know, days of rain and um, just a change in weather to quiet down. We also had some big fires here this summer. So that was a really interesting experience given that the fires generally don't get as close to us as what they did. So we had probably a good solid week of black skies and um, a lot of just weird stuff going on due to the fires. So we, for the first time ever, closed early several days because it wasn't good air quality for our employees to be out and about, and um, it was quiet, so we would close up shop a little early due to that. What are your normal hours for the store? Normal hours are Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, Saturdays 8 to 3, and we're closed on Sundays. Um, did you notice an uptick in your um, middle-of-the-day sales with people working from home? Yes, yes. The, the dynamic definitely changed. So our Monday through Friday traffic, I'm going to say, is normally super small contractor, like one to two man teams. And, um, you know, you're homeowners here and there. Saturday is homeowner day. Like they're finally home working on projects. Maybe in the summertime they're here at, you know, 430 in the afternoon, grabbing something before they go home. Um, when COVID hit and everyone started working from home, it was six days a week of um of homeowner traffic. And that is something we're not used to because we don't see that many 
homeowners during the week. And they, they literally would be lined up like five or six deep waiting at, at the counter. And our counters run a little bit different. We don't have, you know, individual terminals for each of our staff. We have six computers out um, on the counters and then guys walk up, grab whatever one they can, have the customer come over and help them. And um, never have in my life have I heard the guys calling for sales help for five to the counter, you know, and that was happening months on end because we had so many people in the door. Now, do your, do your guys normally, you know, work behind the counter, just grab a register and go, like you said? I mean, do you have anyone dedicated to standing up front all day long or, or for a nope. shift? Nope, nope. So all of our guys, um, like I'm going to say you guys would call, you would say you've got cashiers and that's what their scheduled shift is going to be. It's just to cashier all day. My guys, they, we kind of qualify it as like Nordstrom service. Like we're, you come in the door, the same person that helps you at the register is the same person that loads your lumber um, all the way through the end of the transaction. So if you walk up to the counter and you are, you know, ordering a bunch of lumber and you need some nails, that same person is helping you go get the nails, gather what you need, you know, meets you out in the the driveway and loads you up wherever you need to go for your lumber. So uh, it's whatever terminals open for them. It's not one specific. Uh, and we don't have a specific cashier that just hangs out at one spot all day. And are those registers up near the front of the store or are they, you know, middle of the store? They would be uh, at the front. So about... Uh, 2007 we remodeled we had about 5,000 square feet of inside showroom and then we remodeled right when the economy was taking the downturn last time and added another 5,000 square feet so the way that the building's designed now is I have two entrance doors and in between those two entrance doors is like a set of cabinets or counters that houses all of my terminals so um, it's kind of like one big line that has computer terminals on it and then uh, wherever you're at in the store, you just pull up the closest one. I was in a, a local lumber store here in Manitowoc today, and uh, their checkouts and their, their service centers in the middle of the store with their, you know, bath fixtures and everything around them. And uh -huh. I never liked that layout where you have to walk to the middle and walk back out, you know, to the doors. So um, kudos to you for keeping it up by the doors. Well, it would worry me for theft issues. We have enough of that as it is. I would think that at least in our area right now, if 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 our terminals were located elsewhere, my theft would increase dramatically. Yeah, and and they don't they don't do a, I mean they're right down the road from us. They don't do a full size um, hardware store, but you know they uh -huh. have the 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 minor stuff that uh, you know that would scare me too for for theft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk about being unbranded with Ace. What does okay. what does that mean for for someone like me that's pretty uh, unintelligent? <laughs> So we, um, back in the day, we, for, I don't know, 10 or 15 years, we were, we were members with True Value. We were always an unbranded True Value. We made the switch to Ace because uh, we felt that their name presence was far better. Um, and we also felt like they stayed more up to date on things, not as old fashioned as what True Value was. Um, and so we switched over and we, we signed up as an Ace store. We put the Ace, you know, sign up on the wall. We did the whole nine yards. 
So what we found was that because we are not um, your normal store, because we're a lumberyard, we're um, the square or we're the round peg that does not fit in that square hole or vice versa. You know, we just, we don't fit the mold um, primarily because we don't do anything like grills. Um, Traeger was born in our backyard, 10 miles away, eight miles away. And everybody and their dog here has a U.S. made Traeger and they're going to have it the rest of their lives. Um, we don't do Yeti because our our demographic couldn't financially support Yeti, and it would all be at my house instead of selling it to the customers. Um, so after several years, we started to think about it, and we were like, okay, well, we weren't doing Ace Rewards because um, we didn't have the, com the proper computer system at the time to be able to control what those rewards were getting, uh, what people were getting points for. It's all fine and good to give away points on an ABS fitting or some PVC pipe, but to go give it out on plywood that you don't make, you don't make money on the plywood and the lumber. You make it on the hardware stuff on the inside. So um, that we, we had started, but we backed off of it because it just wasn't cost effective for us. Um, so there were several factors that came into play when we decided that, well, we had to look into unbranding because we were paying advertising fees for marketing that we didn't use. And the marketing works like a dream. It's beautiful. But when they come in, you know, with an ad in their hand and they're looking for the Christmas tree garland or the Christmas lights or the coffee cup that we don't have, you know, you're driving people in the door to drive them back out the door again. So um, we decided to unbrand, which purely just means we don't do ACE rewards. We don't do, we don't participate in any, any marketing um, we did take the sign down. People think that when you put an ACE sign on a building that's been in the family forever, they're like, oh my gosh, did you sell? Did you sell? And we're like, no, we're the same people. Um, and then when you take that sign back down, they're like, oh my gosh, did you sell? We're like, nope, same people. Um, the the purpose of joining them, it, it, it drove the business in the door. The problem was is we still hadn't made any changes in our business dynamic to support the items they came in looking for because it's just not our niche. So um, mostly we just unbranded just because of the financial aspect of it. We can save, um, you know, marketing fees and all sorts of different stuff uh, on that end of it. And we always had done our own marketing anyway. Um, we don't, we didn't utilize any of the ads because I would buy all the stuff and it, then I'd put it in my tent sale like six months later. So it just, it didn't fit our niche of business, I guess I'd say. So Ace is your supplier of product. Yes. Do they do you have access to everything Ace has on AceNet? Is that is that correct? I have access to everything except for except for those um you know, Yeti Web well no I can get Weber, but like Yeti, uh Big Green Egg, still, all those we don't have access to, but everything else that you guys have access to we have access to. You know, what if we want to Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. If we want to switch to Benny More Paint, we can switch over to Benny More Paint. You know, like all that stuff is the same for us. We're just, um, we just don't do those big brand name items. What about things like the Ace Way of Retailing? Do you have access to that? Um, I do believe that I have access to that. But I will be honest that I don't look at it a lot. <laughs> you're, you're so well versed in what you do, you don't need it. Well, I wouldn't say that. I will I, I will admit I pop into AceNet quite often and sometimes I, I'm a little bit of a squirrel and I get down 
you know, looking at something and I'm like, oh, look at this and look at that. Now, can we use everything in our business? No, it might not fit our business model, but can we use some of it? Of course. So there are still things that I do, you know, jump online for if I'm looking for something specific. Um, well, I wonder if Ace has any ideas on that or, you know, what are my resource options? But usually it's all of a sudden I go down that little, you know, rabbit hole and I'm off reading about everything I find on there that I'm usually not looking at. I'm the same way, but I'm looking for something different. <laughs> um, how many different suppliers do you have for your store? Um, I would say a hundred plus maybe. So I, in a, in a month's time when they sit down to pay the bills, we're probably paying, I don't know, a hundred different bills for suppliers and vendors and utilities and all that sort of stuff. And does do I should say do the vendors work well with the Eagle system or is it manual entry of orders or, or email Ma spreadsheets? Manual entry of orders. So the the number one thing that we do use Eagle for is ACE to transmit our orders and pull our orders in. The rest of the things that we purchase, that's all manual. Um so a little bit different too in that some of our companies that we buy from um I had a guy in yesterday and we have a rep that comes in once a week for one vendor and he comes in and he writes a list and he comes up to the counter and he says, Hey, I need a PO. This is what I'm going to order for you. And we walk through it and um, go from there. The entry is pretty easy. The, the beautiful thing about Eagle is if you've got it programmed properly with all of your information in there, the input of a PO from a vendor truly like I inputted a vendor that that guy last night that was in, he gave me a PO. I took my order acknowledgement this morning and I had it put in in two minutes. So it's, if you have it programmed properly and you have all your data in there, it's a dream. Um, and it doesn't take any more time than it would have taken us on the old system or anything else that we've ever had. And you keep your, your costs and everything accurate in the Eagle system. Yep. Yep. Okay. And you know, if you looked up your SKU for a two by four right now, eight foot two by four, you that would be pretty accurate. <laughs> it would be because Mark counted them for me earlier this week. <laughs> <laughs> they were not accurate because here's the funny thing about our two by fours: we um, we take our two by fours and some of our two by sixes and we run them down the street to a vendor who takes them and saws them in half for us and turns them into one by fours and one by sixes. And so um, because it's been crazy busy this year, I haven't adjusted inventory on, on my items on that, so Mark went and counted it for me. So right now they're actually pretty darn accurate. <laughs> so when they do that, when, when they take a 2 by 4 and make it a 1 by 4 how do you adjust that in the computer normally if, it, if you weren't so busy? Oh, we don't want to talk about that. Um, okay. <laughs> we, we do have it set up to where... Um, the person that was doing freight prior to myself had bill of materials set up and he would process it with the, you know, pull in the two by fours, convert them over to one by fours and adjust all the inventory. Um, my personal opinion is we do it so infrequently that I don't remember how to do it properly. So it's faster for me to just adjust the inventory on a pip once it's come back. So that's what we did the other day. Um, just because I would be sitting up here. I mean, I'm computer savvy, but I'm not that savvy. I remember everything I need to on the daily. But um, to run it the other direction 
it just would take forever. So I just, I make the option to just go adjust it on the PIP side of things. Sure. I was hoping you had some mind blowing, you know, idea that I could use in my store. Well, here's the deal. I am working on loyalty program with Eagle right now, and we have 10 more hours of training left and we have nothing to do. So the lady that's training me on loyalty is actually my inventory person. So I asked her the other day, hey, can we have a date on like some inventory questions I have? So, you know, that could be one of them. I could ask her how to properly do it and then I'll email you. <laughs> the, the easy way to do it. Yeah, the easy way to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> doesn't have to be proper. It's got to be easy. Yep, yep. That's why I pip it. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what's, what's your definition of your, your leadership style? I will tell you that I think it's changed over the years in all honesty. Um, currently, I, I'm a pretty easygoing person. I would say back in the day, I expected, you know, I grew up here. Um, I expected everything to be perfect. The world's going to be perfect. And, you know, you go to university and you get your degree and they're like telling you what the world should look like in a school book. And that the reality is that's, that's not what it looks like. Um, I always tell my guys, if we get to work and we all have a good day and nobody gets hurt and we make some money and we're all healthy and happy at the end of the day, we're good to go. Like we do accidents happen do mistakes happen. Absolutely. Um, I make them every day as much as anybody else does. And I fully admit to it. Um, I received stuff even yesterday. Erica's like, why do you receive this? We didn't get it. I'm like, Oh crud. Okay. Like stuff happens. I, I try not to get too upset about anything around here because as long as we're all doing what we're supposed to be doing and getting along, it's a beautiful day. Um, so I try and maintain a pretty, I don't know if low key is going to be the right word, but, um, our guys are family around here and I feel like we work beside them just as much as they're downstairs helping customers. We're downstairs helping customers. We're doing the same things they are. I don't have a hierarchy of expectation that we're the boss. You guys do everything. That's, that's not our mode of operation around here. So we do what they do and um, just respecting each other too, because they're the ones that make our business thrive. I mean, Truly, my cousin and I can't do this, the two of us by ourselves. So um, we have a phenomenal crew of individuals right now. They work really well together. They all get along. Um, and it's it's just a true blessing to have them here. But I stay pretty low-key. Like, as long as everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing, I I am happy with the way the day goes. How many uh, delivery vehicles do you have? Um, I have one, two, I have three we use day in, day out. We do have a van. We have um, a semi with a, I don't know if it's a, I don't know how many feet the trailer is. We have a semi, two two semis actually, and we have a flatbed pickup truck and we have a van. Um, the second semi that we have is a dump bed and it's actually being replaced this year. There's a new one on order. That one's going to be converted to something we can put a forklift on the back of. So we can put a forklift on our large semi with the trailer and we can put it on the smaller semi so that we can make deliveries here in town easier. And then we're also uh, replacing our flatbed just Ford pickup for deliveries because it's old and needs to retire and get a new one. So it varies. Um, 
one driver for four vehicles and just depending on what people are ordering and where it's going that determines what goes out on the road no you don't get to drive the semi do you no they won't let me <laughs> why um i don't know they just won't they say grab stay up in your office and go away tomorrow morning first thing grab the keys and just walk out there start it up and sit in there and see what they do <laughs> they're just gonna laugh at me and tell me to get out <laughs> All right, so hypothetically speaking, delivery driver comes up to you in your office and says, Kelly, I got a problem. Okay. I was backing up to something. I got out to check how far away I was, and I forgot to put it in park. And the truck rolled away? And now the truck backed into a pole, and the door is missing. Happens. How do you, how do you react to that? It happens. He you tore us. He, 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 well, it's one stipulation that – Delivering driver and I are very close, so you know it's fine. He did tear the the um, mud flap off of it this week on a job site. I've had drivers wrap the front wheel around a power pole before, and we'd have to go tow them out of the area because they stopped to get a coke over at the mini mart. You know, um, if the if if the person's okay and the vehicle's got repair on it, it isn't the end of the world. I mean. This day and age, we got more things to worry about. Am I going to be upset about it? If it's a gazillion dollars in in um, repairs, but honestly, the the point I guess I'm at in my world and my working world is, I try my best not to let anything get the best of me. People can't be replaced, but uh, equipment and other things can. So, um. We had a theft early this year. We had a gentleman break into our office and steal a whole uh, rack full of knives. All of our Benchmade knives was like $6,000. And everyone's like, aren't you mad? Aren't you mad? And I'm like, well, I'm frustrated at him, but nobody got hurt. And um, knives are replaceable. My people are not. So I wouldn't have told you that 20 years ago, though. I probably would have been, you know, pissing and moaning and screaming, and it doesn't get you anywhere. So I just don't do it. <laughs> yeah. At at the end of the day, if 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 the people at night locked up like they should have, and somebody broke in, that's that's life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if if somebody forgets to put the vehicle in park and backs into a pole, that's life. Yeah. But what well, but what would happen if all of a sudden tomorrow you walk out to the 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 truck and the door is missing? You're like, hey, what happened? Oh yeah, we tore that off, you know, last month. How would you react to that one? Oh well, if it was last month, I'd be pissy about it. But <laughs> but we we we're so close knit around here that we know about it within like a half an hour of it happening. So it it probably wouldn't be a month out before we heard about it. We'd know about it pretty quick. Awesome. Um, what is besides you know the lumberyard and being non non-branded from Ace. What is unique about your store? Um, I think that we, uh, we've we been family-owned for quite a few years, which um, doesn't happen so much anymore. Um, I think the, the style of our store is a little different than most. Um, our expectation of how we maintain our store I have a lot of sales reps come in and say, hey, we were at so-and-so lumberyard the other day, and, man, their place is a mess. Um, 
we we maintain a pretty spotless store. Um, that was ingrained in us by my mom because she's she's kind of a clean freak. Um, we pride ourselves on customer service. Our customers come first. If we don't have our customers, we don't have a business. So we really try and focus on customers, um, and we really try and focus on our community. So I think just the fact that we we are family owned and we treat our customers like family when they come in the door and um i think that's what sets us apart a little bit from from other operations around here let's talk customers for a little bit what's your best customer story best customer story oh gosh let me think let me think um that's a trick question. My latest, cutest little customer story was our little Carson. We were talking about him today. Erica put an ad out, and it went out into mailboxes, and some mom posted on our Facebook that her son, who's four, had circled everything he wanted on our ad for Christmas, just like a Toys R Us ad or a, an Amazon book ad. Um, a lot of our customers I've known since I was little, and so for us, they are family. We, have, we had one guy... Um, Al, he was customer forever and ever and ever. He would come in the store every day. He'd wear his Long Brothers jacket. He'd wear his Long Brothers hat. He'd lean against the counter, and he would talk to the guys, whether it be fishing or whatever's going on for the day. And he'd just hang out there. He'd go grab his Coke out of the Coke machine and and hang out with us. And he, in the last year's time, had passed away. And our guys were truly, truly fond of him. So one of the boys got a Coke bottle with his name on the back of it. And we have a shelf up in our office now with um, that Coke bottle and pictures of him from his fishing trips that his kids have brought us. And then one of the boys the other day finished off a bottle of liquor that he had brought. So he put that bottle up there, the empty bottle up with it. And in his culture, he's Russian culture, um, when somebody passes away, they have like 40 days of praying for this person. Part of that is doing things for other people. So his family would bring us treats and food and they'd bring their, they'd bring his grandchildren in just to come say hi to grandpa. They just, because they knew this was like where he stood in our building and this picture of him was there. So, um, I mostly are just our relationships with our, with our people just because we've known them for so long. Um, it's probably my 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 favorite thing about our customers. On the flip side, what's the weirdest customer story you you've uh, experienced? Mm, there's all sorts of them. Um, <laughs> um, weird. Let's see. I like it when the customers come in and ask us for something that we've never stocked that they can show us where it's at like horseshoes they they used to tell my mom we had horseshoes and they could show her exactly where they were at and we've never sold them in our lives um i don't know a good weird story there's lots of them but now i'm drawing a blank because you're asking me no nobody bought a pole barn and a week later returned it no 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 nothing fun like that i mean we have our typical customer situations but um no, nothing too weird. I mean, I'm sure, like, as soon as we hang up the phone today, something will happen. But it's been a full moon lately, too, so that usually plays into it a little bit. A full moon in 2020 means I go in my basement and hide. Yeah, right? 
What about technology? Do you, what kind of technology do you use in your store besides Eagle and, and anything that you use that, you know, could just kind of we wouldn't think about? Nope. We are pretty plain Jane folks around here. Um, Eagle for us is the, the biggest piece we've got right now. And um, we we don't really use anything else besides that. We're still old-fashioned when you, when you call and want a delivery. We still have six clipboards on the wall. And yesterday I just printed off delivery schedules for the guys, like six months' worth. It's still paper and pen. Um, Eagle's our biggest. We don't have anything... We don't have anything bigger and better than that. We kind of like to be a little bit old school still. Do you still have the punch clock system? They walk in, punch a clock, and, and get to work? <laughs> no. No. We use um, Scheduling Plus with uh, Epicor. Okay. Yeah. What um, What are some of the failures that you overcame, and how did it change you as a person and a leader? Failures, are you talking personal in, like, in my business world or, like, business decisions? Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're awesome. Um, biggest failure on a business perspective, I would tell you, is buying the computer software we bought before we bought Eagle. Um, you know, you we always say you, you get what you pay for, and that was a pretty valid fact. And... Um, it was a boatload. My mom still worked here at the time, and it was a boatload of very unhappy, very feeling out of control days that I don't, I'm not accustomed to because I knew my old software by heart. I knew what was going on. Um, I felt very out of control. Now, that caused a lot of tension, I think, in our family overall, just because nobody knew what was going on. We didn't know what, how to fix all these problems we were having. Um, Lots of tears and lots of arguing with my mom, trying to figure out how we're going to get this to work, and it, it was a it was a horrible experience. Um, I think that on a personal level was a good experience because this last time through going through a, a conversion, I guess at least I kind of knew what to expect it as far as what what the worst could be because we had already been through it, um, and probably made me a little more patient, honestly, getting through the the next conversion that on a business perspective I think that was that's the worst um on a personal level here at the office I I used to probably be a little more like my grandpa was a little more hot-headed and and it doesn't get me anywhere I and so I think just the way I I try to interact on a daily basis um with my staff as I've learned over the years I just am a calmer person because it's easier to to do it that way. They're talking about me behind my back up here because they're listening to us. Should you ask them? To jo- you want to ask them to join us? I tried to get Mark to come on with me, and he told me no yesterday. Yeah, I said you want to hang out with Ryan and I, and he said nope, that's all right, it's all yours. Yeah, that he's doesn't sound like Mark lunch. at all. It doesn't sound like Mark, no. No, Mark's Mark's usually outgoing, you know, have fun, yell at me type of guy. No, he's not. You know better. <laughs> he's over there eating his tacos for lunch that just got delivered. <laughs> from a local place or from Taco Bell? Lot, local. Local. The one, the number one best thing that ever happened because of COVID is Luis has started delivering. So now you get your lunch delivered from the the 
best Mexican restaurant downtown. Just call them and they bring it over. It's great. Do they deliver margaritas too? No, but that would be nice. They could just bring the base because the tequila bottle is up here somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the one good thing with COVID is you go to the restaurant and take out and then they you know give you your old fashioned to take home home with yeah. us. So Yeah. Um what who do you follow that has um an influence on you or has influenced you in the past? Is, is there any major um people in this world that you, you look to? Currently right now um, I follow a lot of Trent Shelton. Um, I follow a lot of people that have a positive mindset because I think that the year this year has been so crazy that um, removing yourself from the negative aspect of everything you're seeing online is is uh, better for the brain and better for the soul. Um, so I do a lot of um, Jay Shetty, Trent Shelton, uh, Dave Hollis, just just some positive folks that that remind you to keep going and and do it in a positive way. Um, let's talk a little bit about 2020. Um, you <laughs> mentioned you mentioned the negative aspect, and you mentioned you know Portland before. How close are you to Portland? Thirty miles. Have you been um, influenced, or have you seen anything out of the ordinary with everything that's going on in Portland? No, because it doesn't it doesn't reach far enough down here um, to make a change. You, you kind of get within 12, 13 miles of here, and you go from city to country life. And the the things that are going on in Portland right now, um, I say this politely, it's probably good that they just stay up there and not come down this way because it it would people wouldn't tolerate it down here. Um, Portland's been pretty ugly this year and um, that's not our lifestyle down here. So, um, yeah, we're far enough away from it that we don't see it unless we turn the news on, which is nice because I don't watch the news. But, yeah, um, it's, it's ugly up there. When when you scroll through your, your websites during the day or, you know, Facebook, if you're on Facebook, um, do you see the the news articles from Portland and and think good thing it's up there or I mean do you think of other ways to to help you know your state out with that or or what are your thoughts on that Um I used to follow it closely when it first started I've made a choice to not follow so much of it right now um primarily because I just don't think it's good for our overall well-being as far as mental health goes. And um, our 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 country's so divided right now. And I'm not I'm not good at being a divided person. You know, I'm not I I don't flow well with that. So um, I'm like, can't we just all be nice to one another and be kind? We've really pushed around here a lot. In fact, we had some T-shirts made. Um, for our staff this year that says in a world where you can be anything, be kind because we have noticed the amount of just, just negativity and, and people just not being nice this year. And, and I get it, but, um, but I don't, I just, it's, I don't like it. It's not very comfortable. So um, 
I don't know. I just wish people would all get along. Can't we all just get along? I wish that was the case. Yeah, me too. Me too. When you when you say people are being negative, is that in the store or just in the in the community and the surrounding communities around you? All of it. All of it. Yeah. And and the thing that you have to you have to look at is and we've reminded ourselves time and time and time again that um through all of this, the one phone call that you get of somebody yelling at you up one side and down the other because of one thing or another due to COVID I can't let that one person destroy my outlook on my other hundreds of customers that are coming through my doors that are, you know, nice, kind people. And um, I suppose through all of this, it's probably been a good learning lesson for me to try not to let that negativity affect us because people will. I, Mark and I talk <laughs> every time we get a phone call, we're like, oh, this is the phone call I got today and this is the you know, the trouble and the problem and, and I, I can't let that one phone call because of somebody's personal opinion that, that they don't see the same way that we do, that I can't let it ruin my day. So um, that's been a a hard one to kind of work on this year is not letting everybody else's opinion that they're mad at you because you're not doing one thing or another um, ruin your day. But it's, in our particular state, it's everywhere. Uh, it It's everywhere, I would tell you. Have you seen more of a calming presence from your customers or more of the negative? Um, I would say more, um, more patience and more of the calming. I think what people recognized when we were so busy early on we aren't used to having people stand in line. Like our customers don't wait very long. And if somebody has to wait for three minutes, five minutes for somebody else to come help them, that's, that doesn't fit our mold. So when you walk downstairs and there's six people in line waiting for help and you don't have an extra six people there to help those people, you're like, I am so sorry. I appreciate the fact you're waiting. And they're like, no big deal. We get it. So I would say a lot of people this year have been very understanding. It's, you know, the one our apple out of the bunch that that isn't and and we have to let that go because I can't I can't make it perfect for everybody but I would say that our customer base this year has been um very um I don't think they've been upset that they've had to wait a little bit longer than normal um I think they've been very kind and very polite and yeah have you seen more new customers to you or maybe returning customers that haven't shopped you in a while in 2020? Yes. Yes. And I would say a lot of it stems from the fact that, so our our nearest Lowe's and Home Depot is 15, 20 minutes away to the south and they would go there and there would be a line out the door. So they would turn around and come back and come here. And they're like, why haven't we been coming here before? Well, I'm, I'm not sure, but, um, a lot of new faces, a lot of people we haven't seen before. Um, that driven by COVID and people being at home. I can't, I can't quite pinpoint how it's being driven. Is it change in marketing? Is it, you know, what is it? Um, we've been here for forty-six or seven years, and I still have people that drive by and say we didn't know you were here, and we've been in town for twenty years. I'm like, really? Um, so, I mean, I attribute it to COVID and more people trying to shop local. I feel like the community as a whole really tried this year during all of this to support local business versus shopping big box because 
they knew that they had to have the people in their community, you know, survive through all of this. So I think there was a lot more people shopping local. I lost my question. I was going to ask to follow that one up. Um, I, I should have taken journalism in college, but I wasn't <laughs> expecting to do this. Um, what, uh, what is your, um, what is your number one seller in the store? Number one seller. Do you want me to look in, that in, up for you? In, I could turn in 2020. Um, everything. Do you know, we ran out of sandpaper. Of course you guys know that because you probably couldn't get it either. Uh, I honestly would have to go look what our biggest seller was, but we, we, we were selling out of everything, everything. I've never seen it before. Things that have been on the shelf for three or four years, you know, that one little widget that you keep because it rounds out an assortment and it's gone off the shelf. And I'm like, what, where'd that go? Oh, we sold it. Um, biggest sales of the year, I would say probably lumber, fencing, uh, four by fours, eight foot four by four, pressure treated, out, couldn't find them. Um, because people were building fences. Um, I don't know. Everything. It was crazy year. You mentioned um, marketing. Yes. Have Have you participated in the local lift campaign that Ace um, puts on with Google? No. Have You're you, going to ask have... me if I know anything about it, and I'm going to tell you I don't. I live okay. in my own little bubble. So you, for advertising, for marketing, you just walk on the street corner and throw your flyers in the wind and wherever they go, they go? Yep, 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 yep. We just get on the roof and we throw them out there and they fly away. Um, for marketing, what do we do? Uh, it changes all the time. We just had a marketing meeting this morning actually with the guys that we use for our print. Um, we do no more phone book. We used to do phone book every year, two or three of them in the area. Drop that. Um, we... We have a local company that they do some uh, a lot of print that hits the area codes that we like to hit in our communities. And so um, we have always done our marketing in-house just because that's what we've done. Um, but now we're narrowed down pretty much. We don't do the, newspaper, the local newspaper anymore because nobody's reading it. They're all throwing it away. Um, but for some reason, we find that direct mail um works better for us than anything else. So we do direct mail pieces once a month integrated in with a company that does the advertising booklet and then they do postcards and and um bigger inserts and stuff. So that we're going to stick with again this year paper print. We were going to go to a digital market but um kind of changed our mind on that last minute. We also live in a pretty diverse community, so we have a large population of seniors here. We have a whole like portion of our town that's a senior population, um, and we know they're on the bandwagon technology-wise, but some of them still aren't. And we have a huge agricultural population, um, farmers and everything around here that, um, you know, still aren't moved all the way over to technology, but they're getting there. So it's kind of hit or miss on what we do, but primarily what we're doing is. Uh, direct mail once a month and Facebook and Instagram. Erica does all that. And you do direct mail with an, with an ad you create and develop that we create and develop. Correct. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, we have our own headers and footers. I had a guy develop, uh, create for us probably 10 years ago that fit, you know, we redid our logo, redid a bunch of stuff. So um, actually one of Erica's friends that lives here in town, she's really good with creativity and putting stuff together. So Erica sends her a list of stuff and says, this is what we want on the ad. And she puts it all together and sends it back and Erica fiddles with it and proofs it and, and sends it off to the printer. Awesome. Um, do you use the Eagle mobile app to, to track your sales or your, your yes. items you sell? Do yes. you find that app useful? Yes. I find it very useful, especially this year. So um, when COVID started, Mark and I didn't know, you know, what was going on in the world. And so we opted to um, rotate days off because, in this business, in our family business, if um, we see changes in the economy or something going on, the owners take the pay cut and we ensure that we keep our staff on because I can't replace the guys I have now. They're too valuable to me. And so I don't want to lay them off. I want to make sure I have a roof over their head and food on the table. So Mark and I, at the beginning of this, he would take two days off. I would take two days off and our assistant manager would take two days off. And we rotated for probably a good six or eight weeks before we determined how business was going and then we're like okay it's crazy so we we need to go back to normal schedules but while that was going on every day by the hour I felt like I was looking on the app primarily because we didn't know what to expect and we were trying to figure out okay like are we making money today are we not making money today are and I probably would tell you for the first three or four months uh multiple times a day I was looking at it nowadays I I I don't as much um we were on vacation two weeks ago and I was looking at it. I was like, oh, it's a Saturday and it's raining at home and, you know, we're still having a decent day. So I I don't look at it as much as I did in the beginning of all of the COVID stuff, but I do utilize it. Or you get the text messages at home from your friends that are like, hey, do you have this and how many do you have? And it's like 8 o'clock at night. And it's kind of convenient to jump on your phone and be able to look it up and see what you got. Much easier than logging onto the computer at 8 o'clock at night. Yep. Yep, that's exactly right. Um, you mentioned community before. How are you involved with your community? We are actively, well, not as active as what we used to be, but we, we are active in our community. Um, I was, when we had a lot more family here, I was active um, quite a bit in the community. Um, we try and help out a lot. Um, this time of year, we have a program called Love Santa, and it gives food boxes and toys to families in need for Christmas. And we usually would send, during their prep week, we would send employees down with our delivery trucks, and they'd go run around town and pick up the canned food that the kids had all, you know, donated at the schools. And it doesn't happen that way this year. We had to go about it a little different way, or they did, I guess I should say. Um, but uh, if somebody comes and asks us for, you know, help in the community, we always were, were there. We um, had big fires this year, and with COVID going on and the unrest in Portland, we're, we, we support our law enforcement in this town pretty heavy. And so we were going to do some gift bags for the police department and run them down some snacks and treats and stuff. And then when the fire started, we wanted to do it for the fire department too. So um, our crew would all get together, and we would stock uh, bags full of snacks and water bottles and all sorts of stuff, and then we ran them over to 
our 911 center and our police department fire department um, so we try and support those guys as much as possible um, we're very supportive of the schools if the schools need you know help with anything we're always open to helping the schools with stuff um, if we don't have a community we don't have we don't have a business here so um, we're we try and be as, as involved as what we can in the community now that it's just Mark and I, it's a little harder to get out and, you know, go to the weekly Chamber of Commerce meeting or something. I used to do it every week. And and as the workload changes, I'm at the office more and I'm not doing as much of that anymore just because it's harder to get out of the office. I understand that one fully. <laughs> um, did You said your schools were not, um, not going um, in person before we, no. we start recording, is that correct? That's correct. Well, one of the things that, that we did, um, we had one of our local schools contact us for their music department, five-gallon buckets, so that you know they couldn't play the music in the school when they were going in person. Uh-huh. But they, they played, every student was a percussionist. They all played the drum to, to the rhythm. So we oh, donated, I think, awesome. I think we donated 50 buckets to the school. And it's just one of those things where, you know, when we can donate a bucket, that's got our name on it. That's just yeah. one of those things that it doesn't cost as much to donate one bucket or ten buckets. That mm-hmm. it's got your name on it for that free advertising. So that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, like you said, anything we can do for the schools, anything we can do for the community, that that also helps. Mm-hmm. That's a really good idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna call the schools when we're off the phone. <laughs> yeah, that's even a even if, idea. Even if the students can pick up the buckets and take them home and really annoy their parents with it. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Well, we used to do a little hammers club way back in the day, and all the new kids would get a a hammer to take home with them. And I just remember when it first started, the kid is probably in his 20s now, but his dad's like, oh, he took that hammer home. He started beating on the furniture, so we had to take it away. I'm like, oh, that's not the intent. Sorry. (laughs) At least it was the furniture and not a sibling. Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, as we get through our time, I don't want to take up your time during the busy day. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, you want to talk about Mark some more and how much you love him? Oh, he went away now. Oh. He's, yeah, he's not around We can around talk anymore. about how bad, how bad we, he is. No, he's a doll. He's my fave. No, he's a good – He's a good. I call him a kid, and he's not a kid anymore. Um, in my mind, he is, but – no, he. If I if I didn't have him here, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be doing this. Um, we could talk about Erica. She's sitting right here. She gave me the stink eye now, but she she took mom's job, and if we didn't have her, Mark and I would both quit. So yeah, it's it's either her or us, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're and we're keeping her. Yeah, yeah, we're keeping her. We're keeping her. No, I uh, um I. I think this year on one hand has been a true blessing and I think this year uh, on another hand has been, it's been crazy. And I am looking forward to 2021 and hoping that, that we can have a little bit different year than what we had this year. I mean, we've, we've been totally blessed. Our family's totally blessed. Um, We've been able to pay it forward to our employees and our community because of, of business this year. But, um, on the opposite side of the spectrum, we are really ready for, you know, the country to be healthy again and for there to be a little more positive light going on in the world. Well said. I know a lot of people I talk to are are in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. 
just got to learn to love one another. Yes. Uh, one last question from me. Okay. Do you have anybody we should talk to next? Well, haven't you talked to Heidi and Jeremy? They keep dodging my, my text messages and calls. Oh, do you need me to go down there? I have a, I have <laughs> something for Heidi on my desk I need to give her. I could go down there and talk to him. Um, have you talked to, they're not in PAL, but um, Mark Forgets in Newburgh. He would be, he'd be very cool to talk to. They have a really awesome store about 20, 30 miles away from us, 20 miles away, I guess. Um, she's got like, I want to say it's 5,000 square feet. That's totally not right. 3,000, I don't know. And um, boutique and clothing type stuff in her store. Um, but if you need me to go talk to Heidi and Jeremy, I can go down there and do that. That's maybe maybe they should be listening to this podcast and then you know just want to jump on the bandwagon and get get going with it. So I'm surprised you haven't got Jeremy on board. Well, he's too busy with his other other adventures. Okay, okay. With all his Rotary Club and okay. At least that's I'll what I'm assuming assuming because he doesn't answer my phone calls. Okay, I'll text him when we're off the phone. Tell him to stop being stop ignoring you. So awesome. Well. Thank you very much for for talking to me today. I I appreciate learning about your business and uh, give uh, give Mark a big hug for us. And, and, I will. Uh, hopefully, everybody we have will a Merry you. Christmas. Yeah, that that's coming fast, isn't it? Yeah, and hopefully we'll see each other at a show again. I truly, truly miss my shows. Truly miss my shows, seeing everybody. Yes, yeah. The, yeah. We are. We as a PAL steering committee are looking forward to to getting together with our our people again. And just yeah. hanging out and talking about what's going on in their lives because we miss that that social interaction. I think it's true. I always have maintained that even though, like, for us going to the um, spring show and buying Christmas stuff, we don't do Christmas stuff. But I have always felt like going to the shows is important twice a year because it re-energizes you and you learn so much from your friends and and truly, you know, if I weren't going to shows and pal stuff, I wouldn't know a lot of people out there. So um, us us grown-ups, we need a little social interaction, too, just like the kiddos do right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So take care. Uh, Merry okay, Christmas. You too. Merry and Christmas. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.